This is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, episode 58. We were gone for Thanksgiving, but now we're back and we're full of prime rib. We're talking briefly about the Packers' trip to the West Coast and then their big win in New York against the Giants. It's Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers coming to you from my beautiful south side of state, which is Christmassy now. It's very Christmassy. I'm Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Malamsetter. Hey. The cats are with us. We're back. We took Thanksgiving week off because... It's Thanksgiving. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm very, very busy <laughs> right now yeah. as well. We just couldn't find time to do it, so we're back. We're going to touch briefly on the 49er game, then we're going to get to the Giants game as we get back into the swing of things here as we've covered 13 weeks of the regular season already. It's it's flying by. It is flying by. I had the privilege, second year in a row, I went down and worked some games from Lucas Oil Stadium. Exciting. On Friday and Saturday of last week, the IHSAA State Football Championships. I did a play-by-play on a couple of them. I was color for the big 6A nightcap on on Saturday night. Yeah, man, uh, there's, there's something about an NFL stadium. It's really cool because all these high school kids, especially the smaller schools. Yeah. Some of these 6A schools, not to take anything away from their experience, but they have a lot of infrastructure. Football is an infrastructure game. Yeah. You have to have a lot of things to play football. Oh. These 1A schools frequently, they'll have... 10 rows of bleachers, an enrollment in the school of sometimes 100, sometimes 200, sometimes 300 kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone plays two ways for the most part. A lot of these schools don't even have a kicker, so they're just two-point conversion schools. Yeah, they run run things that you've never seen (laughs) forever. They run the flex bone. They run stuff like that. But I want to shout out the 1A game. We had Lafayette Central Catholic playing Indianapolis Lutheran. Mm -hmm. Lafayette Central Catholic is down 27-21 on the final drive of their game. Their big old sophomore quarterback takes them all the way down the field, throws a touchdown pass. It's uh, it's. I'm sorry about the score. It was 28-21 okay. at that point. Throws a touchdown pass, make it 28-27. They go for two yeah. with 10 seconds yeah. left on the clock, Melm Setter, and they convert it and win 29-20. Yeah. yeah. That's how you play football. That's how you play football. That's how you play football, baby. That's I want to I want to congratulate Lafayette Central Catholic for doing the boldest thing yeah, I saw all week. That's so fun. That was so bold. Yeah. Put the defense on their heels, man. They got to play too. Yeah, they're gotta, nervous as hell going into that make second plays. two point conversion. You got to make plays. They didn't make plays. That was probably the best finish that we saw mm-hmm. in all the games. There were a bunch of blowouts. Yeah, my my two games were were pretty lopsided. It was yeah, big time, big time wins there. Five A was pretty decent. Valparaiso was sort of our local favorite mm-hmm. story. Second year head coach. 
Got really close to state last year, takes his team down there. He's got a bunch of D1 talent, but they're facing a 5A team that's going for their second straight championship. Uh-huh. They have the state's all-time leading rusher and all-time leading touchdown scorer as their fullback. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And so I was down on the sidelines for that game, which mm. is our sideline reporters jobs are really cool. Yeah. Because the game is right there and you get a, a lot of good access to it as long as you don't get like hit by a ball sure. or something. Yeah, but you can catch it. But this this kid Charlie Spiegel who's the all-time leading rusher in Indiana. Kids maybe 5 Eight five nine, just built like some sort of tank. He's yeah. built like that Christmas tree. Yeah, just 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 massive. Yeah, and Valparaiso has a couple of D one prospects on their defensive line. A couple mm-hmm. of defensive ends. That was going to be the matchup. Was Charlie Spiegel versus these defensive ends? And take nothing away from Valpo, but Charlie Spiegel dragged a six foot five, 270 pound man, three extra yards on multiple occasions. And I want to congratulate them for an incredible season and showing me uh, something that a high school senior, just dragging dudes, just just along with them. If you build like that, man, you can do it. Yeah. It was, it was madness. So it was fun. A lot of fun to watch. I'm, I think I'm recovered. Good. good. That's a lot of football in, you know, three days. days. Now it's just basketball professionally. So I I love, I love basketball. I love being inside gymnasiums as opposed to being in press boxes where the heat doesn't work. Yeah. Which when you're in Lucas oil, that's the other thing, the infrastructure for football. Very good. Yeah. Stats feed on one side, HD replay on the other side. You can do it all. Yeah, you can do it all. Turning our attention to Green Bay, the last time that we were talking, it was before they went to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Again, the West Coast, it's a curse for the Packers. They can't go out there and yeah. play. Uh, let's give a little bit more credit to the Niners than we gave to the Chargers. Chargers are not a bad team. The Niners are, in fact, a very, yeah. very good team. A very, very, very good team, you know, with a, a defense that – at times this year has been, you know, all time. You know, they they at times this year this defense has been really, really, really solid. They struggled uh, a few weeks before the Packers, but they really got it figured out uh, for the for that Green Bay game um, and just dominated on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they they did not let Aaron Rodgers have a moment, no. <laughs> moment's piece. Uh, Nick Bosa is a total beast. Eric Armstead sacked him a couple of times as well. They got five sacks on Rodgers in yeah. the game. Uh, the Packers didn't score until the third quarter. At that at that point, they made it twenty three to eight, which that's cl- that's a closer score than what the game actually was. Yeah, the it, Packers couldn't move the ball. No, and 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 you know, Belaga got hurt in that one, and and that's a that was a huge loss for parts of that game. You know, uh, without Brian Belaga going up against a, a defensive front like that, you know, you, you need as many good linemen as you can. Alex Light's not going to hold off Nick Bosa. No, no, uh, no offense to Alex Light. I think he he went in there and did yeah. his best. Did as good as he could. Yeah, he didn't straight up miss. No, but he was getting pushed around. Yeah, Nick Bosa's too strong. I mean, Nick Bosa is a you know a defensive rookie of the year candidate. Um, he's been playing exceptionally well this year. You know, to go up against a young guy like Alex Light, who has, you know, maybe a hundred snaps in his NFL career. Nope. That's not. It's not. That's a, not enough savvy. Yeah, it's not enough savvy for that. You know, even if Bosa's, you know, a young cat, a young guy, um, he's just so talented. You can't match him up against somebody like Alex Light. The Packers' longest play from scrimmage was a 21-yard run by Alan Lazard. Sure. 
That pretty much yeah, that, that'll tell you the story yeah. right there. Meanwhile, the 49ers' longest play from scrimmage was a 61-yard pass completion to George Kittle, who is really good. Who is good. He's really, really good. Uh, yeah, it, he was kind of a, a not a game time decision, but you know he was he was questionable coming into the week. Was able to get it figured out, and 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 you know he George Kittle's going to break the tight end market uh, it, when his contract's up at the end of yeah. this year. You know he's he's going to be getting Jimmy Graham's highest paid tight end in the league right now at ten million. Kittle's going to be getting sixteen, seventeen million dollars. You know he's he's game changing not just in the passing game but in the running game as well. In Kittle, I think we see. And not just purely in like physical stature. I think I think we see a Gronk replacement mm-hmm. in that Gronk is bigger. You know, Gronk is house, Kittle yeah. is apartment. Mm-hmm. He's a slimmer guy, but he has that whoa dude yeah. attitude that I think defines a lot of what the Niners are doing right now. Yeah, he has that whoa dude attitude and he's you know, he's not afraid to hit somebody. Yeah. You know, he's not afraid to seal a you know, seal a defensive end to make sure this run play works, you know, to make sure this power concept works or something. You know, he's he's so good at every single aspect of playing tight end. Um, you know, he's not six foot eight, 290 pounds like Gronk was, but he's plenty big to hold off a defensive end, plenty big to seal off a linebacker or something like that. Rodgers didn't look terribly good in the game. He spread the ball out to eight different receivers, but finished 20 of 33 for 104 yards. One touchdown, no interceptions. Yeah, rough. Yeah, he had nowhere to go with the football. Yeah, the guys were not getting open. He didn't have time in the in the uh, on his drops and stuff. You know, it was, it was not a situation of, you know, when I watched it, I didn't see Aaron Rodgers playing poorly. What I saw was, you know, a team that was just entirely outplayed. Mm-hmm. You know, outcoached, outschemed, everything. Um Guys just just weren't getting open. Uh, Rogers didn't have the time up front. It was just a a a a breakdown in every direction. The two teams that have beaten the San Francisco 49ers this year are the Seahawks and the Ravens. Which, when you're talking about who the elite teams in the NFL right now are, now are yeah. unfortunately the Seahawks are in that conversation. Yeah, I got a chance to watch them last night against uh, Minnesota after I got done work, and they're they're very good. They are pretty the good. Ravens are. Our next level good this year. Yeah, so. they're they're both really good. There's some potential playoff showdowns. Yeah, written all over it. Yeah, the thing is, like between the Seahawks and the 49ers, you can't give both of them the bye. So yeah, one, one of, of those teams is going to have to play all three weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, one of one of them, you know, won't get that easy route. Um, you know, there's there's still a pathway for the Packers to get a bye here. Uh, to finish in that number two slot in the NFC, there's three ten and two teams, and then the Packers at nine and three. Um, so you know there's there's a there's a there's a path for them to find a buy still. Um, but uh, yeah, the NFC West really 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 strong this year with the Seahawks and the the Niners. Let's turn our attention to Packers Giants. It's a thirty one thirteen victory for the Packers over the Giants. This game was. I'm not going to say close, but competitive until the third quarter. Yeah. The Packers just took it over and put their foot on the gas. There was some fucked up weather yeah. out there in New York for Insane this game. Insane weather. Um, yeah. You know, the game wasn't uh, finished in the first quarter, but uh, the Packers started to pull away uh, in the third quarter there. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where I think the Packers scored kind of close to right 
before halftime and then got the ball again uh, after the half, um, you know, which is a, a quick way to open a game up. Yep, Packers got a touchdown on their first drive of the game. Alan Lazard set that one up with the big pass play on the second play from scrimmage, second down and three. I love this play call. Go deep on second and three. Chuck it. Yeah, chuck it to Lazard. He makes a great catch streaking across towards the far sideline. And then from there, find Devontae Adams for eight yards, and you're up 7 nothing. The Giants answer with a Sterling Shepard touchdown pass. Um, this is kind of where I can go back to my Daniel Jones check-in. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is pretty good, man. Yeah, you know, he he, he missed a few throws. He, but he, Yeah, the, he also, the three interceptions in this game is going to tell you a different story. Yeah. But, but uh, Jones puts the ball in the air. Yeah. And he, Sterling Shepard is very good. I think Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley are your two main weapons that you want to be really afraid mm-hmm. of when you play... The Giants and Slayton's good too. Yeah, when, Jerry Slayton. When Jones is throwing in rhythm to to Sterling Shepard, you can put some balls in some ridiculous spots. Mm-hmm. And this play, I saw a lot of. So I'm during this game. I'm at the Colts Titans game mm-hmm. at Lucas Oil. We like finished up our weekend with a with an NFL game for work, and I'm sitting there watching. Packers highlights on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm watching people get real mad at Kevin King for, for getting a little bit toasted by Sterling Shepard. He's really good. Though. But like, yeah, let's, let's not forget that Sterling Shepard is an NFL player and a good one. Yeah. In that like, if you're going to get toasted by someone, I'd prefer you get toasted by Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I'd prefer you get toasted by someone else. who's really good. And also that, that wouldn't be a touchdown if Sterling Shepard isn't able to like pluck a ball off the snowdrift in yeah. front of him, yeah, you know, below his knees on a you know an only place you could have found it throw. Yeah, and you know there's more on that later as well. But Green Bay responds with a another touchdown pass. The big play here is a nice, actually a nice run back by Tremont Smith. Who uh, more on him later, but <laughs> yeah, a uh, thirty-seven yard strike from Rogers to Lazard, and that's up fourteen-seven. Yep, Alan Lazard, he's good. He's good. Yeah, this was just a nice, you know, deep post, uh, pull that safety along, hit the back corner of the end zone. Rogers just floats it in. Alan Lazard was wide open. Um, a, a great play call, um, and a, and a nice throw and catch. The, the ensuing Giants drive starts to look good because of a penalty on the final play of the first quarter on Blake Martinez, unnecessary roughness. First penalty of the season on the Packers where you can just throw up your hands and truly go like, wait, what? Yeah, I didn't see what it was. I didn't see this guy. I, I didn't, didn't see this penalty. I didn't. And, you know, even the announcers on TV were like, I don't know what that was. Um, so, you know, uh it happens sometimes. That's uh, what what refs do. You know, it's it's the NFL. They miss calls. I think at that point, uh, Daniel Jones's mojo ran out a little bit, and he yeah. started throwing nonsense. Yeah, which the rookies will do that. Picked off by Kevin King on a third and ten, right at midfield. This yeah. is a better quarterback will not throw this ball because it's snowing cats and dogs. A yeah. better play caller won't call consecutive deep passes yeah. on on second and third and 10 at midfield yeah. also. And and this this one would be a learning experience for Daniel Jones. You know, there was 
bracket coverage on this. So I think it's I think it was Darnell Savage had the over the top coverage. King's now playing the underneath so that if if Slayton he's guarding Gary Slayton if Slayton turns around to come back to it like it's a hook. King just turn opens his hips. He's right there where the ball would be coming. Yeah, talk about putting King into an advantageous position. Yeah, it, he, he's, uh, a, he's a gambler. He's not as fast as a, a number one cornerback should be. So playing with a safety over yeah. top and it lets him do some of the technical stuff he actually does well. Yeah, let him play underneath. You know, let him use his his length and and kind of that little burst he's got. You know, he's he's not um, Jair Alexander quick and fast, but he's got enough in the tank and. Um, you know, it's an 11-yard uh, throw, I think. It was like a 13, 15-yarder. Um, comeback. King just opens it up. Ball looks like it was thrown to Kevin King. It was he, he, he did a great job, you know. He finished the play, made the catch, returned it for a few yards. You live with it. Green Bay moves the ball, gets one first down. From there, they take a 47-yard Mason Crosby field goal. Um, I don't know how you kick in this kind of weather, but apparently no. Mason Crosby does. I don't know either. Uh, and I saw a stat the other day that Mason Crosby's like 93 of 95 since Detroit, since he missed those five in Detroit. Sure. And most of those are extra points, but he's he's missed three field goals yeah. since Detroit. Yeah. It's pretty good. Which that'll do. Yeah. That we'll live do. with that. I also like that he's super ripped now. Yeah. <laughs> he got old and was like, yeah, let's get jacked Let's up. hang out. I only got a few Let's hang out in the weight room. Um, can't wait till he, you know, he's not afraid to lay the smackdown on a kickoff. I can't wait till we see no. ripped Mason lay the smackdown on a kickoff. <laughs> uh, the Giants unleash an 18 place, 66 yard drive that they have to settle for a field goal on. It's a major turning point in this game because yeah. it's 17 10 at that point. If you get a touchdown on this drive, it's a, it's a, First and goal stand by the Packers. Barkley up the middle for a yard. That's an important piece of run defense right there. And then two consecutive incomplete passes. Hello, um, again, whoever's calling the plays yeah. in in you got Saquon New York Barkley, should be baby. should be fired. Yeah, you got Saquon Barkley, man. What do you, you got to run him? I get you at the ten. A couple more times, but you got especially against what with what teams have been doing to the Packers. Yeah, on the run recently. Running all over the Green Bay Packers. Up um, the middle. Yeah, take them out. Go up the middle. Um, you know, didn't didn't work uh, on this one. Packers make a nice stand. Um, on the day, Saquon had 19 carries for 83 yards, no touchdowns, 4.4 average. You're ecstatic. Yeah, that's a if win. If you can hold Saquon Barkley to 19 carries for 83 yards, no touchdowns, and three receptions for 32 yards, no touchdowns. I mean, if you can hold him to about 100 yards from scrimmage, you won. That's great. From there, the half ends with no further points. Rosas with the 27-yard field goal. Yeah, because that at that point, that makes it 17-10. to 10. It was 17-7 on that drive. You get that touchdown at 17-14. And yeah. the second half is going to look a little bit different maybe, especially because the Packers who get the ball out of the locker room in the third quarter go nowhere, get one first down, have to punt the ball, and then New York gets right back into business, gets a field goal. Uh, Big Daniel Jones pass to Latimer for mm-hmm. that drive, and then Ros- Rosas from 45 yards out. At this point, like the field is just a, a snowdrift, so yeah. I don't know how these guys are kicking it, 40 I don't know plus how guys yarders. Are, I don't know how guys are running in this. You know, It looks like you should be sliding all around. Every time the shovels come out, you know, it looks like they're removing about six inches of snow from the field. Um, I just can't imagine playing, 
you know, in this, can't imagine what your cleats are doing in this weather. Lake effect. Know? Yeah. Sliding everywhere. So Rosas is second field goal at that point. It's 17-13 again. Like that goal line stand is pretty it's big huge. at that point. It's huge. Packers get a touchdown on their next drive. This is a good second half drive for the Packers. 14 plays, 75 yards, 7 minutes and 15 off the clock there. You cannot you cannot script out a better put the damn game away drive. Oh, yeah. You get the ball with 6 minutes one. and 37 seconds in the third and you give it up into the fourth quarter. I mean, that's that's a heck of a... It's a heck of it, a drive, you know, to burn up that much time. Pass interference penalty gives the Packers a first down. And from there, that was one that made people mad as well. The yeah. penalty on Beal. Oh, well. What you going to do? Geronimo Allison, fourth and 10. They go for it at the oh, New York 35. What a play. What a play. And I, I you know, Rodgers talked about it afterwards as he loved the aggressiveness of this call. I, I thought it was just a... A, a gutsy call, you know. You're 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 up twenty. You're up what seventeen thirteen at this point. You know, I think it's worth it to go for it. You know, you're at the thirty five. You don't know really about kicking it. Um, in this weather, it's such a, a kind of a risky move. I I really like the. I really like the move to go to to go for it on fourth down there. Yeah, fifty plus yard field goal. You're a fifty two yard field goal from that spot on the field. Go for it. Why not? Yeah. See what happens. Geronimo Allison makes the biggest play of the season for him so yeah, far. Absolutely. He's been really poor this yeah. year. He's, so he's he struggled coming back from that injury. He just he he's just looked a step slow and the hands have not looked as reliable as they have in the past. Um Yeah. You know, in in correspondence with that though, you know, we, we haven't seen much uh, MVS in a while. It's been a lot of Alan Lazard, and I think he's lived up to it. So at this point, you've got a first and goal at the at the Giants' six-yard line. You A defensive holding penalty on Antoine Bethea makes first and goal at the one. Mm-hmm. And then a touchdown run is brought back for a holding on Robert Tanyan, brings up second and goal at the 14. Aaron Rodgers loses three yards on a pass to Aaron Jones. So third and goal at the 17 and Devontae Adams catches the touchdown pass. I think that there are, and this is one where they caught him napping. The Giants were trying to bring players out. Rodgers quickly up to the line. Yeah, He sees this stuff so good. And Devontae Adams seems to be back in the actual flow of the offense now. Mm-hmm. And that he's incorporated into what the Packers were doing so well when he wasn't on the field. When he first came back, it looked a little weird. It's starting to look a little less weird now. Yeah. And they're using him for the situations where he should be used, which are key third downs, uh, red zone stuff where he's so good because he's big as a tight end, but fast as a wide receiver. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't feel like they're just forcing the ball to Devontae on every passing play now. You know, it, it doesn't feel like um, Rogers' first read is Devontae no matter what. It, it feels like Devontae's, you know, running routes in the flow of the offense and, uh, you know, matching routes with, you know, other receivers to get them open versus just, hey, Devontae, run, you know, run a slant, we're throwing it to you. Run a screen, we're throwing it to you. We're force-feeding Devontae. You know, it it doesn't feel like that anymore. On the next drive, the Giants throw their second interception of the day. This one picked off by Darnell Savage, another pass that was going to no one but Darnell Savage. Yeah, just looked like it was thrown straight to him. So the Packers get the ball back. They're up 24-13 at that point. They get a touchdown 
on the short field. Big dog, big dog. Yep, big dog, audible. Mar- Mercedes Lewis, and this stat blew me out of the water. His first touchdown catch yeah. as a Packer. Yeah. Didn't get used at all last year. She might want to try throwing it to him a little yeah, more. Yeah, he's, he's been all right. He's yeah. been pretty good this year. Um, it's a big target, too. Yep. So an easy drive, and that's pretty much where the uh, where the game ends. Uh, yeah. Next drive out, Giants throw an interception again. That's Tremont Williams at the 38. At that point, you're asking Daniel Jones to do a little bit too much to come out there and lead the, lead the team on an aerial drive in yeah. a snowstorm. Um, I like Daniel Jones, but the end of this game was not doing him any favors, and he did not perform well in a tough spot. No, Daniel Jones is 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 someone who you know it's it's his rookie year. He shouldn't be put in a position where he needs to win you the games. You know he 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 deserves to have a a you know lean on the running attack, lean on the defense type of situation. The Giants aren't going to yeah. give it to him uh, probably for another couple of years, but. Um, yeah, he's either the best or the second best player on that offense yeah. after Saquon Barkley, and they're two and ten. Yeah, I mean it's a rough spot for him. Um, you know, he's he's not bad as a rookie. He's had a fine campaign, but um, it's not a good spot for him to be trying to lead them back to victory against, especially against a defense like the Packers' defense that is so uh, opportunistic. You know, Packers make a fourth down stop on New York's final drive of the game. And then the Packers take it over. Tim Boyle comes in, hands off once, kneels down twice. That's that's the end of the game. 31-13. Packers with a nice bounce back against the Giants after not showing up on the West Coast yeah. for the second time this season. I don't think the Packers have to go out to the West Coast again this season. Not. They do not, in fact, have to go to the West Coast anymore this season. They have... Two more home games coming up against Washington this weekend and then against the Bears next weekend. And then they're on the road for the final two at at Vikings and at Lions. Uh, If you want to win the division, that's how you do it. Yeah. Is you beat the Vikings and you beat the Lions. Also, you beat the Bears, although I don't know that as that's as important. (laughs) However, yeah, and that one's, you know, that one kind of feels like a, a not a gimme, but a. Uh, less of a difficult task yeah, you than should probably the Vikings. Beat, you should probably beat the Bears just out of the general yeah. sentiment of beating I mean, the Bears is always good. Look at the Bears, too. Like what? If you lose to this Bears team, what the hell are you What's doing? going on with the Bears? Not much. They're bad. Yeah, we haven't we haven't checked in on, on the Chicago Bears. I don't... Again, like this, these last 10 days for me, thanks, Thanksgiving was in the middle there, but also a whole lot of high school football, a whole lot of college basketball yeah. was in there as well. So we're lucky that I am aware of what the Packers are doing right at this point. I'm going to have a lot more time to to get back onto the whole what the what the heck are the Packers doing Yeah, uh, you train know, here, but for the moment, not, not on it. Um, you know, the Bears, uh, Trubisky had a, had a decent game. Uh last Thursday against the Lions um, and it feels like so much of the city is now jumped off of the no more Mitch Trubisky train back onto the hey Mitch Trubisky's not bad yeah. Mitch Trubisky's alright yeah, Bears fans are very fickle yeah you know it, 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 it feels like you're in a it feels like they're in a you know a toxic relationship I, had a, I heard a sports talk segment on 
I think it was AM 1000, the ESPN station, yeah. where they were talking about who could possibly come in for this team next season at quarterback. Because there is there is a pretty much unchallenged idea that this team needs to sign an actual starting quarterback. Yeah. They have their sights set so low, Matt. Yeah. thinking like, well, Cam Newton is a best case scenario. Like Cam Newton needs to be like surgically reconstructed. He's yeah. having foot surgery right now. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be effective again, although I certainly hope he is. Cam Newton's your best case scenario. Ryan Tannehill, who I watched I mean, see ghosts against yeah. uh, Indianapolis this weekend, despite their win. He was he was poor in I mean, that he, game. He's better than Marcus Mariota, who is someone I've heard linked to the Bears for yeah. a long time now. Um, uh, think about think about the Titans right now. His name is Derrick Henry. Yeah, he is. He's the man. He's very good. He's good. Um, you know the Bears would be Bears would do well with the Derrick Henry. Thing. Yeah, talk, but so your your first tier of like, uh, who can we possibly convince to come to the Chicago Bears is Cam Newton. Tier two is Ryan Tannehill. Tier three is Andy Dalton. Oh man! If if the Bears get Andy Dalton, look out! Look out! That's a Super Bowl. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's kind of what the state of the Bears right now is that even their most optimistic scenarios are like Dalton esque. <laughs> God, that's so fun to set your sights so yeah. low. Set your sights on Andy Dalton. Oh, you know, maybe if we're lucky, Ryan year. Ryan Tannehill. God, the, yeah, I, <laughs> the guy's so bad the Dolphins got rid of him. There you go. <laughs> That's the final word on Ryan Tannehill. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this Giants game and how everyone's holding up and maybe hit some other stuff going around the NFL when we come back. Got to remember how to do the podcast. It's Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike. That's Matt. Hey. We're on Twitter at Cheesecagoland. The Twitter account was out in full force for the Giants game. Yeah, I tweeted a little bit. A little bit. Um, I I was I was at a different NFL game. I was cheating on the Packers okay. with the Indianapolis Colts. I wanna I wanna give you an observation. Okay. When was the last time you were at an NFL game? Uh I wanna say at least six years. Okay, uh, my last NFL game was 2005. Wow. No, 2004. Okay. Because I yeah, I wouldn't have it wouldn't have been in 05. Never mind. But it was in 2004, so 15 years between NFL games for me. And one at Lambeau and then the next one at Lucas Oil seeing the Colts. The NFL has really gotten rid of the rabble. Yeah. At, in their stands. Okay. This was a very 
a very well-dressed, well-behaved group of people. Sure. Gotcha. And it was well-attended. It's, it's, you know, it, it's a division rivalry between the Titans and the Colts. There's still a lot of whoop-whoop and, you know, yay-yay and, yeah. and shouting and yelling. But, like, it, it is a different class of people that can afford an NFL game than what used to be able to. Yeah. It, it, is, it is not... You know, my, my yearly tradition is to buy the absolute cheapest tickets to a White Sox game. Yeah. Get incredibly blitzed drunk yeah. before going into the stadium. Okay, sure. Because there's, sure. A, yard, there's a yard yeah. outside the stadium that they allow you to just pregame in. Sure. And, and, you know, you get off the train and you walk to the stadium and there's like all those people just selling Coors Light out of coolers and yeah. stuff. You can you can pick up all your pregame oh, beverages. We just, we just had our own in like a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, me and Hami did that like once last season and we did it Fun. with other people <laughs> once or twice. But, yeah. Um, you know, and then we buy the cheapest tickets. We go hang out in the upper deck. Like that is much more my speed because it's just a bunch of like local rabble. Yeah. Just know. a bunch of goofballs. Yeah. Hanging out just in a- t- with $10 <laughs> tickets yeah. at a White Sox game against the Detroit Tigers in the middle of the day on a Tuesday and yeah. it nothing matters. Everyone else is at work. Yeah. It's just, it's just the people that it's just the people have who a don't Tuesday work. Stay yeah. off. Yeah. We're going to be. Not dysfunctional, but they're gonna make some mischief. Yeah, yeah. It just it was little... like there's nothing like that at an NFL stadium. There's no section of seating there's... that that allows for that anymore. No, and and you know you you go to a White Sox game and you get blitz drunk. It doesn't matter because your ticket costs ten dollars. Yeah, you and... go to an NFL game. That upper deck seat probably costing you at least a hundred dollars. Oh, at least at least a hundred dollars. You, you got to remember all of that. You got you 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 can't you can't mess around and and get belligerent in an NFL game. The tickets are too expensive. Yeah. You can't do it every week. Yeah, I mean, I I the last time I was there, I, I was like, you know, it's like the fifth or sixth inning, and I've already gone back down to like the the White Sox have like a bar in the basement with yeah, like these I coolers full of beers, and it's I'd already so much fun. grabbed a couple more yeah. tall IPAs. <laughs> so I'm I'm staggering Marching around. I had like up. a ten minute conversation with the funnel cake girl fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead oh. of watching baseball i'm just talking like you know the fun thing about funnel cakes this is the thing the yeah. last time i was at a white Sox game um it was dog days and so the entire outfield <laughs> they had roped off the outfield all of the outfield yeah, was man. dog zone and so there was just a thousand dogs in the outfield like in all of the outfield seats in all of the like dogs waiting at the ice cream shop getting their soft serve like and you know i, I go back to go to that bar place downstairs and there's just dogs like making their way downstairs <laughs> yeah. to the bar and i was like what are you you're not 21 yet you can yeah. only you're you're dead by 21 you can't be here we don't we that is that is what i like about sporting events and it's it's no longer a thing that happens in the nfl because yeah. they're I, I suppose some of the smaller teams and some of the florida teams i know buffalo has a reputation of just being like yeah, you know, maniacs. Uh, a bunch of maniacs in the stadium. <laughs> fucking crazy people. Yeah. But this was a very, very corporate event, and it's not that it wasn't fun, and it's not that like the you know, the seats were comfortable. The sight lines are very nice. Yeah. Uh, it's an incredibly well-run stadium. They have concessions everywhere. Um, and we didn't. I, I was 
exhausted and you know not not drinking sure <laughs> yeah you know, because i had to, knew i was gonna have to drive back to chicago later on that afternoon also the beers are probably 40 the beers are probably piece. 40 dollars a piece but you know they had a bunch of uh, bars and and kiosks and grills and restaurants yeah. and you know it was it was done up pretty nice it's just not like it is a different it's a different social situation than I remember a NFL game being yeah. so I was, I was a little bit, I guess not surprised by that, but the NFL has become a very big money concern and it was, uh, it was very suburban. Yeah. So that was, that's my observation on uh, current state of NFL stadiums, but I don't want to detract from basically any of the people who were working at Lucas oil. I was there as a member of the press for two days, Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. and the press facilities are incredible. And the way that they, have their staff and all their game day staff, all their catering staff. We also had like a, uh, a banquet pregame for another thing that my company does. Yeah. And you know, all their liaisons and all their, all their stuff is, is top notch. And a lot of that's credit to, you know, the, the day-to-day service workers who are in there yeah. making that stuff happen. So thanks guys. It was awesome seeing y'all. And, you know, I hope we were, I hope we we're as good a guests as you guys were hosts. NFL. All right. Um, Take a look at the uh, week 13 snap counts. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams have been almost splitting backfield touches mm-hmm. for a while now. I like Jamal Williams, and I can understand in this this last game against the Giants that uh, there's not a lot of lot of traction in yeah. the snow. Get a Your short passing ball. game is almost as, as effective as a running game because you just sort of fall down. Yeah. In the run, you can't plant or anything yeah. like that. But I understood it less against San Francisco how much Jamal Williams got featured in that game because mm-hmm. no one was running anywhere at that point. Yeah. But Williams seems to be getting almost overused at this point, which was shades of McCarthy as well. Yeah, sure. You know, I I really like Jamal Williams. I, oh, same. I you know I I I I think that this snap count in this game was about right. Where you know Aaron Jones got thirty nine, Jamal Williams got twenty eight. Um, you know it's it's uh, Jones only had three carries for nineteen yards in the first half. Um, but you know Williams had ten for forty one. I. You know, I, I, I think Jones should definitely get more carries, but especially in a game like this where it's, you know, Jones is not going to be juking anybody out. He's not going to be able to bend his runs off. It's kind of just get the ball, go four yards, fall yeah, to the fall, ground. fall to Don't the ground. Don't hurt yourself. Try not to get a face full of snow. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm cool with Jamal Williams playing this much uh, in, in a game like this. Devontae Adams had the most snaps at wide receiver. He is definitely feeling better. Yeah, he's I think last last game against San Francisco was still a bit of a problem for him. He's still Mm -hmm. learning how to move again. Uh, He's got all of his move package back. Yeah. And he was doing it in the snow as well. So he's he's feeling fine. His his releases are just unbelievable. You know, you watch him at the line and it's 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 gorgeous. The rest of the world is starting to realize that Alan Lazard is, in fact, uh, not only just working out as a member of the death chart, but a legitimately good wide receiver. Yeah, a real for the Packers. You've been saying this shit for I've been saying this two years. Yeah. Before he was when he was in college, when he was in college, I was like, the Packers need Alan Lazard. The Packers need to go get Alan Lazard. Um Thank you for acknowledging that. This is one yeah. of my best calls ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> really, truly, I, yeah, really, truly. I love Alan Lazard. He's you know in in college with Iowa State, 
he's six foot. He's a big body, six foot five. You know, he he's he's got good speed. You know, he ran a four five five. He he can beat you over. He can burn you over the top, and he can go over the top of you and elevate and get it. He's a physical guy who can who can who can run a deep route and burn a cornerback. He's so talented, and, and I'm glad he's been getting the snaps. You know, he played There's a mental makeup thing to yes. him as well that you can just see. He's he's yes, kind of mean. Yeah. He likes he likes to get hit. He's kind of mean. He likes to jaw with guys. He likes to get hit, and he likes to deliver a hit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think that there's something to Alan Lazard's attitude that really appeals to me, which is, you know, he's still on special teams. You know, he has a 100-yard day with a touchdown in this game. He's not saying, hey, pull me on special teams. I'm just a wide receiver now. He's still out there gunning. You know, he's he's still the first one down on every kick return, every punt return, um, making tackles, making plays at the, the point and catch and everything. And, and, and so, you know, that's, that's a pretty impressive thing for a guy to do is, you know, be blossoming into a, a wide receiver too, not a star, but a real starting quality wide receiver and still be excited to go out and hit somebody on special teams. See, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's role seems to be shrinking as Lazard comes on. I'm fine with that. Wow. I think Scantling was at best a marginal yeah. talent, and I, you know he could definitely come along. It's his second year, yeah. and you know, he's with him. It's it's not a question of the physical tools. Like he's made some pretty good catches, but you know the route running, the mental stuff has to get a little bit better. Yeah. And you know, I think I think it's the question of like, all right, you're in competition with the guy, and Alan Lazard has got a little bit of fire to him. Like, are you going to show that as well? Or are you going to yeah. back off? Do you have that same fire? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're under pressure now. There's, it's not like coming into the season where you're thinking, all right, EQ St. Brown is on the shelf for mm-hmm. the entire year. MBS is our automatic. Geronimo, yeah, Geronimo Allison is is maybe going to come back or not. Now there's pressure on you. Allison is is starting to play better. Yeah. Maybe Alan Lazard is breaking out. Like, you know, if you're MVS at this point, you know, is that going to motivate you or is that going to quiet you? Yeah, it, you know, it's 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 make or break time for MVS. You know, and we. We've we've seen him, you know, make some good plays. He's he's still great on a on a deep route. You know, he's he's still good over the top. You know, he can bend some big deep posts and everything. But you never really see him succeeding and winning on short routes, on comebacks, on plays that require him to you know box out a cornerback and make a catch. You know, being strong with his hands. We haven't really seen that. Um, but that's all part of Alan Lazard's game. You know, is is those ten yard crosses over the middle, making the catch, taking a hit, holding on to it. Jay Sternberger is back in action at tight end. Mercedes Lewis caught his first touchdown pass as a Packer. I still can't believe that, but uh, Jimmy Graham made one catch for 16 yards and then fell over. We've seen that one before. Uh, So Sternberger and Tanyan are are back in the rotation. And if the team keeps four tight ends going forward, I want to at least see how they use them. Yeah, I want some 40 personnel, man. I want some four tight ends, no running backs. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> bring in the wildcat formation. Ah, with, you know, maybe dog. Danny Vitale catches, you know, <laughs> takes the snap out of the shotgun in the backfield. Some forty-one, and then he has six lead blockers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Brian Balaga came back in this game. We thought Brian Balaga had died yeah. against San Francisco. Alex Light got his lunch eaten in in relief of him in that game, yeah. but Balaga just comes right back. He has an MCL sprain. That's uh, Again, I have no idea how these guys play with these no, kind of injuries. I have no idea, especially in a game where the Packers didn't allow a sack. And when when the ground is like that, 
Yeah. When you're not really able to plant well. You can't backpedal and plant. Like, it's advantage pass rusher. Yeah. Didn't in, matter. In that kind of situation. Yeah. It, you know, just incredible. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's going to face Khalil Mack in a few weeks. Um, that'll be a big test on that knee, but he's got a couple weeks to get to get right. So, uh, uh, good luck, Brian. Yeah. You need it. Yeah, I, I hope he I hope he hangs hope in. He's feeling he's, well. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna need need a lot of. He's gonna need some help. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they they help, because right now with the Bears' defensive line, um, if you take Khalil Mack out of the picture, you've you've taken the Bears' pass rush nothing. out of the picture. They got nothing behind him. Uh, on defense, it's a Clark Lowry Lancaster show. Kingsley Kiki and Montrevious Adams mainly being used as as depth pieces. I don't know what happened to Montrevious Adams because I thought he was a bigger part of the scheme, but only six snaps against New York. No idea. Yeah. You know, Lancaster played really well um, in Adams uh, absence. You know, I, I think he's been all right this year. Um, you know, you, you get, you got five defensive linemen who are all pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. You know, every single one of those guys, I'm comfortable with them being on the field and I'm not worried at all. Um, so, you know, somebody's not going to get snaps. At outside linebackers, Darius and Preston Smith doing the work. Kyler Fackrell remains their their first backup. Rashawn Gary played in garbage time in this game. Uh, curious to see the ongoing Rashawn Gary project. One, yeah. of the, one of the things I think we're learning in, in this Packers defense is that uh, Mike Patton is a bit old school. Like these, the young guys sit. Yeah, on the bench. I mean, except for Darnell Savage. Yeah, but yeah. You got you got to earn your reps and and get on the field when you uh, are worth it. You know, Josh Jackson finally getting a few snaps back at cornerback and stuff. You know, we didn't see him for a couple of weeks. He got eight snaps, but you're absolutely right. You know, outside of Darnell Savage, all the rookies and and young guys have, have really had to take their time getting on the field. Martinez plays at middle linebacker. Goodson and Burks are out there for a couple of snaps apiece at this point. Uh, Goodson isn't really necessary in a in a single back, you know, three wide receiver spread package like the Giants are on. So that's interesting. But Oren Burks, I know we he tore a pack at the beginning of the season. He's probably not a hundred percent even at this point. But I'm curious to see does he ever play? You yeah. know, is there yeah. if the Packers run the scheme that they run? which is two down linemen, two pass rushing outside linebackers, a middle linebacker in Martinez, and then safeties and corners mm. making up the rest of the package. Like, does Oren Burks ever play? Yeah. Especially if Blake Martinez is signed back. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I really like Blake Martinez. I think he's having a, a pretty darn solid year. It's, 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 a, it's difficult for me to see much time for Oren Burks uh, on the field. You know, he's a, a converted safety in college at Vanderbilt. Um, so he, he, you know, he kind of fits the, the Packers uh, scheme for that kind of will linebacker, that backside linebacker, weak side linebacker type guy. But, you know, he, he's good in coverage. He's fast. We just haven't seen him play and be able to stay on the field for extended periods of time yet. Amos and Savage get most of the snaps at safety. Ibrahim Campbell comes in as the third safety dime linebacker. Campbell's working back in. I, I think there's a big play from him before yeah. the season's out. He's he's really good, and and you know Mike Patton really likes him. At cornerback, Jair Alexander is still out there. Teams just don't throw at him. 
No, he, the Niners didn't need to. The Giants didn't. I mean, even bother. No, the Niners game. He locked up Emmanuel Sanders for the second time this year. He locked him up in the Broncos game. Locked him up in the Niners game. You know, he's, he's second in the league in in passes defended. He's he's just putting guys on islands, not letting them see the ball. He's he's yep. stellar. Kevin King, again, he took a lot of Twitter heat for giving up that touchdown pass to Sterling Shepard. Uh, Twitter is full of stupid people. Yeah, Twitter is, because is that free. Was Anyone hell can of use a throw. It. Uh, from uh, from yeah, Daniel Jones, absolutely. and again Sterling Shepard. Let's not confuse him with someone who's bad. Yeah, he's very good, very and, good. Yeah, King King is again. I've been my read on King is that I very much like him as a cornerback. He just has limitations. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I don't think at this point in time Kevin King's the number one cornerback. Thankfully, the thankfully you have one. Have a number one yeah. cornerback. Kevin King does not need to guard the other team's number one guy. He's a great. You know, what, what I think Kevin King is, is he's six foot three. You know, that's a great counter to a wide receiver who's six foot five. Where Jair Alexander, who's, you know, five foot ten, five eleven, might not match up super well with somebody like Odell Beckham Jr. or, um, you know, any of these Mike Evans or I'm trying to think of a contender with a big wide receiver on him. Um, but, you know, it, it you've got Kevin King to guard that big body guy, um, which, it, you know, he plays a good role. He's He's... Perfectly fine for what the Green Bay Packers have, and yep. he's only going to get better. Well, next week is a home game against Washington, and I think the main three of Alexander King and Tremont Williams are going to be all you need against yep. Washington at this point. Like put Alexander on McLaurin, yeah. you're going to want to put a heavy rush on on Washington in their in their whole offensive line quarterback situation, which is a tire fire. Yeah, so <laughs> you're just like well, put some fuel on that one. Just yeah, bring Preston and Zedarius every down. And yeah, you'll you'll do fine, but yeah, Campbell's working his way back. Josh Jackson played twenty one total snaps, including special teams. That's good. He's he's got to get some more playing time. Yeah, uh, let's get to the roster moves that happened after the game. Tremont Smith returned a punt for positive yardage, and then he fumbled it, and uh, he's done. Yeah, he has been been dismissed by the Packers, yeah. and uh, they're back in the hunt for a punt returner. What is it about Green Bay? That cannot find a man to return punt. I, d- I don't know what it is. You know, that, that Tremont Smith three-yard punt return is the longest. <laughs> Jason really wants some. Yeah, uh, yeah the, cat, the cat would, like, pets. The cat would uh, like petting now. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's that three-yard return was the longest punt return of the year for the, the Green Bay Packers, um, which was then fumbled out of bounds. That's not good. It's not good. It's really bad. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that punt returns are the... Uh, you know, most important part of the football game. I would say they're one of the least important parts, but every single part is 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 worth something. And if you can get, you know, five yards every punt return, so five yards is going to add up eventually. Um, so that's something you're always trying to improve on. You're always trying to get better in, in every direction. So to replace him, the Packers have claimed, claimed running back slash kick returner Tyler Irvin on waivers from the Jaguars, and again, you're kind of back to the scrap heap of like, I get that Trevor Davis wasn't the answer. He wasn't. I don't think he's still on the Raiders roster either. He's on the Dolphins now, I believe. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where he belongs. Yep. Uh, Yeah, Trevor Davis is a marginal NFL player, and the Dolphins are filled with those. Yeah. So he's he's right, right right in that spot. But yeah, the Packers continue to just search for the right guy. I mean, they spent the draft pick on Davis. Mm -hmm. There was some thought that who was it? One of their draft picks this year was it Kadar Holman? 
was a kick returner. Jair Alexander, I know, has been a kick returner. Yeah, Jair's been he, a kick returner. It's it's out of fashion to use your cornerback number one. Yeah, as a punt returner nowadays. Yeah, you know, the, I I saw a report uh, the other day that they had Josh Jackson returning punts in practice, um, which you know, uh, in, in college he made some big plays after uh, intercepting the ball. Um, worth it to at least try him out. You know, get him a chance to make some plays. Give him a chance to get his confidence up. Um, but, it, you know, I, I like the move of, of, of bringing in Tyler Irvin. He wasn't bad with the Texans a few years ago. Um, just see what he's got left in the tank, you know. There's no dominant punt returner in the NFL anymore. Your, yeah, uh, your top punt returner by average is Braxton Berrios on the New York Jets. DeAndre Carter is averaging just under 10 yards a return as well. Tariq Cohen, who uh, is probably like the actual best at it in the league is averaging 9.3 yards per return yeah. and has 25 returns, which you consider, you know, for 12 games in, that's two punt returns a game on average. That doesn't really matter. You know, there's no Dante Hall in today's NFL. There have been three punt returns for touchdown this season in the NFL. It's just not happening anymore. Yeah. There's no Dante Hall. There's no Deshaun Jackson. Um, you know, no Devin Hester's where it's, you know, you give them the ball on a punt return. It's, it's, it can be game changing. It, you know, it's not like that anymore. Also hang time has become the, one of the biggest yes. factors in whether or not you draft a punter. If you can get 40 yards in a five second hang time, that's better than 46 and a three and a half second hang yeah. time is what people have realized. Yeah. And JK Scott is, is pretty darn good at that hang time thing. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard he's good at that. JK has been, he's been a little bit, not so fantastic recently but uh, I read an article that he was tinkering with his mechanics which is like the most dangerous thing that you could ever do <laughs> as a kicker like I yeah. don't know you come into the league as, a, as someone who has the, some of the best hang time in the league and you, you're a good punter. What are you working on? Yeah, what are you working on, man? <laughs> just just <laughs> yeah. punt it away. Yeah, what special teams coach encouraged you to do that because yeah. they we need to talk to them. should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hey, you, you with the with the best in the league at that thing. Uh, let's change it up. Uh, we're gonna fix it up here. Uh, so yeah, Tyler, Tyler Irvin. Uh, let's see if see if he can return punts <laughs> for more than yeah. three yards. Hey, Tyler, if you can get one for four yards, I'll buy you a coffee. Yeah, this week. T- ten yards. I'll Venmo you ten dollars yeah. if you take one back ten yards. And it, yeah, if if Tyler Irvin, if if you want to cash in on that, just tweet at. Cheese Cargo yeah. Land. I'll tweet, and I'll we'll, Ven- we'll Venmo you ten dollars. Yeah, I'll also, let you know. Come on our pod- Come on our podcast, please. Please, <laughs> yeah, please. please. Would you please please show up on our podcast? That would be uh, that would be great. Uh, take a look around the NFL. This was a again. I missed this week because I I had to do other things. Sure, but uh, Thanksgiving games. I did watch these. Uh, the Bears over Detroit. We were getting. Uh, you had game day updates on that from the dinner table. Yeah. If we were all having yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I uh, was that guy. Yep. Bears, Bears beat the <laughs> Lions 24 to 20. David Blow started that for Detroit, which is what I've been saying they should do yeah. since uh, Matt Stafford broke his back. No reason for Jeff Driscoll. There's to no see reason the field. for Jeff Driscoll to see the field. <laughs> I've been telling you about this, guys. Uh, Blow almost beat the Bears, but Mitch Trubisky uh, had a good. Day against possibly the worst secondary in the division. Yeah. Um, the Detroit Lions are idiots. They decided to trade Quandre Diggs yeah, to a contender. A quality Thanks. safety. Thanks, assholes. Um, the Buffalo Bills beat the Dallas Cowboys. Um, again, I'm, I've been I've been saying about how the Cowboys are bad. Yeah. I'm going to say the Bills are good. 
Mm-hmm. The Bills are okay, man. All right. <laughs> the Bills, the Bills have something working over there. That's fair. <laughs> um, I think we still associate the Bills with like the Ryans and yeah. you know, all Absolutely. that terrible, stupid garbage that they were doing. That era is pretty over. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sean, Mc, Sean McDermott took Different over. team. Yeah. A different team doing different stuff. The Saints ended Atlanta's brief period of being awake by beating them <laughs> on the road. Uh, Baltimore beat San Francisco. Lamar Jackson, have you heard of him? He's good. He's very good. Washington beat Carolina 29-21. Uh, Carolina's brief Kyle Allen-fueled resurgence has fallen by the wayside. Washington is terrible, and they beat Carolina. Somehow. Uh, Cincinnati got their first win of the season by beating the New York Jets. That is not even an accomplishment, guys. I hate to break it to you. Uh, let's see. Tennessee had a strong second half, beat Indianapolis 31-17. to uh, Don't let the numbers lie to you about Ryan Tannehill. He's not good. He's not good. He was, he was very bad. He was bad under, under duress. You put a pass rush on him, and he turns into nonsense. Tampa Bay beat Jacksonville 28 to 11. I don't care. Miami beat Philadelphia 37 31. Can you tell me what the fuck happened? There? I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I can't answer That's that the question. Because I didn't know that until yeah, I just no. read it right now. Uh, I'm not doing well with that. No, <laughs> I don't I, like that I, at I all. I knew that was happening. I, I remember watching it like on. Seeing Twitter as it was happening was. Uh, Horrifying. I'm upset about that. Yeah, people were very upset. Devontae Parker had a huge game. Seven receptions, 159 yards, two touchdowns. You know, sometimes Ryan Fitzpatrick, will, will, he'll pull some Fitz yeah. magic out of there yeah. and do some wild shit. And then you're like, all right, you did it. All right. The whole thing about Miami is that I could not understand why when they're obviously trying to tank, they're building an XFL team and then they sign a dude who single-handedly wins two games a season. Yeah. He'll, like that will mess up. You're, you're not going to get the number one anymore. Yeah. You know, Cincinnati's going to get the number one. Also, you were tanking for Tua. Tua broke his pelvis. He might not yeah. be uh, an option. Yeah, anymore. he might have he died. Might, he might not be in the football anymore. Um, no, that might not be a road that he goes down anymore. Yeah. And you know, it it just. But like, you know, there there are there are men named Jeff Driscoll out yeah. there if you want to go 0 and 16. Yeah, you want to go 0 and 16. Put Matt Hack in there. Yeah, he's lit- He's a hack. Yeah, uh, is 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 Caleb Heine? Yeah, <laughs> still in yeah, the uh, You want to go? You want to go in sixteen, Miami? Why don't you give? Uh, why don't you give Chicago a call? Yeah, swap Fitzpatrick for for Trubisky. Um, is uh, is Mike Glennon? Yeah, is Mike available? Glennon available? Yeah. Ring, 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 yeah. ring. Mrs. Glennon is Mike home? Can can Mike come out and play? Anyway, uh, Pittsburgh benched Mason Rudolph, and they beat Cleveland twenty to thirteen. Um, Pittsburgh is—I don't know—I thought Mason Rudolph was a pretty decent player, but then Miles Garrett hit him with his helmet, yeah, and it made him—I think it brought him down to earth a little bit. Nah, he was also—I mean, he had four interceptions. Yeah, he's not in that not game. particularly a good. Yeah, he's seeing he's seeing ghosts. He's, he's a rookie. Ghosts, yeah. Um, Here's the thing. Pittsburgh isn't all that good, no. regardless of who's playing quarterback for them. Uh, the Rams beat the Cardinals 34-7. to Kansas City beat Oakland 40-9. to uh, Denver beat the Chargers 23-20. to Denver with a little bit of a late season resurgence. Surge. Drew Locke coming in, playing, all, playing okay. not terrible. Yeah. Playing not terrible. He's about the eighth quarterback the Broncos have started this year. Why not? Why not? Uh, Houston Texans beat the New England Patriots in Houston, twenty-eight to twenty-two. Uh, telling you about the Patriots, they're they're false this year. Yeah, just no, not very not. good. Their offense is is 
dreadful. Uh, don't let the numbers fool you from Tom Brady's game. You know, 326 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He's bad this year. He is. He, he's 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 too old for the NFL now, man. You know he can make the reads, but he he didn't have the arm he didn't have the the arm to throw it. He's got a noodle. Seattle thirty seven, Minnesota thirty in last night's game. Boy, that's a. I know Minnesota is not, you know, top top, top tier. They're B level competition in the NFC. They're not A level competition. Yeah. That's a legit win for Seattle. No, for real. That's a that's a real that's a real win for the Seattle Seahawks. You know, they're ten and two. They're not a they're not a joke either. You know, DK Metcalf's been really really solid this year. Um, they don't have all of the receiving weapons or rush rushing weapons. You know, Chris Carson's not anything um super special but Russell Wilson's just playing out of his dang mind and the offensive line we laughed at uh, Pete Carroll and, and his his various attempts to put together an offensive line made out of nobody yeah. but it's it's good now yeah they've, they've been solid you it's, know it it worked I have no idea how it worked but it worked yeah I mean it's been good enough for uh for Russ back there he's 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 having an exceptional season uh, I don't know if there's any other NFL stories because honestly, I, I we've heard of what I'm yeah. doing. What I'm doing right now, it's it's not, doesn't involve a lot of like let's catch up on the NFL. So yeah, other than people wondering where where Cam Newton's going to go next year, and yeah, some of these some of these upset victories like the Eagles losing uh-huh. the, you know, and the Cowboys losing at, on Thanksgiving. There's not much else that I've caught up with. No, okay, nothing really I've seen. All right, why not end it there? We've got we've got an hour recorded. Bam, get out of here. I could turn that into a solid 15 minutes of podcast. Yeah, content. let's cut that down. Yeah. Let's get it out of there. 10 minutes. Yeah. Happy Wednesday. Uh, for those of you who have listened to us from the beginning, you know I don't edit a damn thing. No. <laughs> I just put it out. There, I, I leave in the sections where I'm like, uh, I, closed, should edit that I out. closed the webpage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the most common things you hear from me is I should edit that. <laughs> <laughs> followed followed by me not editing anything. That's how good podcasts are. Sometimes if I leave six seconds of blank space, I'll edit it down into three seconds of blank space. Yeah, make it a little to more make honest. it seem yeah, <laughs> make it seem a little bit a little bit smoother. But thank you for listening to our humble podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes or um, whatever other podcast services you use. Sure. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cheesecagoland. I am at MP Fleischman, although I'm not really using Twitter anymore these days. You're at Melum Setter. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week talking about the Washington game and uh, then stick with us on into the playoffs. We're sorry we took a week off for Thanksgiving. We had no other choice. Yeah. It had to be done. It had to be done. I have I'm I just finished the prime rib this morning. <sighs> the stuff that I didn't send along to the rest of y'all. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. I'm so full of prime I don't want to eat beef for like a month. <laughs> I'm gonna not eat beef. All yeah, right. Smart. Uh head cheese head of the week. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Good, good game, Aaron. I think he had four touchdowns. That's pretty solid. Yeah, he came off of a, a game against San Francisco. It was one of those games where he didn't want to throw the ball. Yeah. And, you know, he'd do that thing where he'd look like he was about to throw the hitch, ball and then not hitch. throw it. And that was that was killing me. So went up Welcome to back. went up to New York in the snow and he decided to throw the ball. I think that you know, quarterback's coach on the Packers, maybe just like make yourself a t-shirt that says throw the ball. Yeah, just wear it on the sidelines. Yeah. Throw the ball. Throw the ball cuz that's what I yell at the television when Aaron Rodgers plays quarterback. 
Throw the ball. Throw the ball. You know, it's it's you know, it'll take a lot of sacks instead of uh, throwing a ball that might get turned over. You know, I'd rather lose yards than turn it over. But sometimes, yeah. Aaron, you can fit a ball into some small places. Just give guys yep. a shot. Intentional grounding doesn't get really get called anymore. Throw it ten yards over a guy's head on the boundary. Oh yeah, yeah. How many, how many times have we seen Tom Brady just spike it straight into the ground? Yeah, in the pocket, inside the tackle box. It doesn't get called. <laughs> yeah, you're apparently allowed to do that these days. Anyway, we'll be back next week, and until then, stay cheesy, baby. Right. Treats from jelly jam to sides of sweets. There's creamy and nutritious spreads.